0: Welcome everybody to week 7's episode of the Lone Road iRacers podcast with me your host Guy Robertson This week's content includes a special insight into the Radical SR10 We're going to go through another section of the iRacing sporting code plus much more so settle in go and grab a drink and we're going to start with our first subject the Radical SR10 so the Radical SR10 now has been on iRacing this is its second full season Uh, it's uh, replaced the Radical SR8 two seasons ago. So I personally raced it in uh, the first season, really struggled with the amount of subtle changes there were uh, to basically keep it straight on the track, especially under braking uh, and accelerating. One reason the driver's position was clearly a lot different before on the right, now more on the left. Turbo and everything else, it gave it a new insight. So, tonight, folks, we're going to look at the Radical SR10. Um, It's made by Radical Motorsport, and they're just celebrating their 25th year of uh, making radicals, shall we say. And on their website, it basically has got a statement saying, uh, to be radical, you have to offer something innovative and unique. Both values have always been at the core of our philosophy since... Our inception in nineteen ninety seven from the very beginning, our approach has always been to create a whole new niche in the world of motorsport, to which nothing compares. We're now one of the largest producers of racing and track cars in the world, selling over two thousand cars globally in the, in the past two decades. To sell that many racing cars, the package has to be thrilling, dynamic, huge fun to drive, and excellent value for money. But the Radical philosophy extends much wider than just high performance race and road cars. We also run in a thrilling championship portfolio at some of the best circuits throughout the world, providing competitive racing for everyone. So, that's a statement in the Our Story section on the Radical Motorsports website. So, it gives you a real understanding of their passion for um, building a proper living and breathing absolutely wonderful to look at never mind drive sports car so looking at the sr10 uh, specifically so it's a new benchmark for competition uh, for sure it's got lower running costs and in this in the state of uh, sustainability that's got to be a real plus uh, it uses a long-life RP4 Eco EcoBoost engine and a Hewland gearbox. Uh, more retail time data is available uh, with electro- electronic dash and optional power steering create the ultimate driver's car. So, with a higher horsepower and the, the long-life powertrain, the new Radical SR10 is everything you'd expect from a Radical. It's turbocharged, targeted at track day enthusiasts, motorsport country club members and racers around the globe. The SR10 delivers more power and torque than it has ever before. Featured in the radical SR lineup, With the new engine and drivetrain package optimized for, mo- for both performance and durability. The new SR10 is designed to keep you on the track for longer, faster whether lapping casually at your local motorsport country club or dicing with GT and LMP competition in and around the clock enduro, the SR10's sole purpose is to outrun and outmaneuver its competition whilst remaining easy to drive and cost effective to run. Demand from Radical's customers for a turbocharged variant of our legendary SR line of sports races propelled the new model's extensive test program. Which continued behind closed doors throughout the UK's COVID 19 enforced lockdown. Given the SR platform's long standing reputation for providing electrifying performance through optimised aerodynamics and outstanding grip, the primary focus was on maximising both the new powertrain's incredible performance as well as its durability for easier operation and long service intervals. The SR10 applies Radical Performance Engines RPE cutting-edge engine tuning capabilities with the proven durability of Ford's EcoBoost engine architecture. This is no ordinary production unit, as Radical's in-house powertrain division RPE have developed a bespoke turbocharger induction and engine management package to release over 425 bhp and 380 pound per foot of torque from the engine. A bespoke Garrett G-series turbocharger delivers better throttle response and reduced lag, with forged pistons and connecting rods, and a bespoke dry-sump lubrication system for bulletproof durability. This high-output engine is integrated with a new Hulan GT3-derived 6-speed gearbox. The SR10 is Radical's first application of the Huland TMT transaxle, originally out for the FIA F2 single seater. This compact unit includes an integral paddle shift actuator and an innovative wave track ATB differential for maximum traction in all conditions, and is a perfect match for the high torque generated by the 2.3 litre high output variant of the RP Ford inline four-cylinder engine. As recently depu- deputed, on the SR3 XX, the driver's environment features a new wheel-mounted LCD multi-base display and additional car controls at the driver's fingertips. On the SR10, this includes multiple engine and gearbox mapping options and adjustable weighting for the optional power electric power steering system, also a first for the SR model. Upgrades on the 2022 model year include a new cast-up, uprights to provide greater durability and a longer service life new camber sims to speed up geometry setup changes a large brake kit which includes revised disc and pad compounds and an upgraded engine remap option extras include a power steering upgrade a large driver's seat for the center drive configuration a secondary digital mounted on the on the dash and a halo inspired cockpit safety structure folks so that gives you a real good insight what um, Radical are talking about from their, from themselves and their point of view. So I'm going to switch now to Autocar's review of the SR10. Let's see what they thought. So it basically says this is a new track car from Radical, the Peterborough-based company claiming to be one of the world's most prolific scorecar. Com- score S- prolific sports car manufacturers with over 2,200 cars produced in the last 20 years. The over- overwhelming majority for circuit use only, primarily in any one of the dizzying numbers of one make and the other race series for which they are eligible around the world. The SR10's purpose is, is in life is to provide the performance of the long-time flagship of the SR range, the SR8, which 15 years ago in kind of a road legal form, and lapped the Nurburgring in six minutes 55 seconds, over a decade before a car from another manufacturer went faster. But without the maintenance costs and headache of what is a very highly strung and specialist piece of kit,
1: so instead of a
0: bespoke, normally aspirated 2.7 litre V8 motor producing 411 bhp at a screaming 10,500 rpm. The SR10 comes with a turbocharged 2.3-liter Ford EcoBoost motor, shoveling out 425 brake horsepower at around 6,900 rpm. But the real difference is its 380-pound foot of torque compared with around 231 from the SR8. So what else does it say? The engine is 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 rather more than a Ford Focus ST unit. With the boost turned up, it's a custom Garrett turbocharger, Ford rods, pistons, a tailor-made dry sub system, a race exhaust, and its own life racing ECU. It comes with a six-speed Hewland gearbox, originally developed for Formula 2 cars, etc. etc. So we've we've heard all that. So let me get to the bit that's interesting. So and it's and it quotes here. So they did a test at Bedford's Autodromes West Circuit, which its short, straights but super quick combination could have been tailor-made for showcasing the talents of a car such as this. It is, of course, bloody rapid, it says, as in quick enough around the place like this to make a typical hypercar look utterly pedestrian. That's not to be expected. With Slick's highly evoked aero pack, full race suspension and bugger all all ground clearance, has advantages no road car could enjoy. To give you an idea it will generate about 2.3 lateral g which is which is double a perfectly respectable figure for road going sports car. You'll find yourself tightening your belts until it's almost difficult to breathe to stop yourself slamming around the cockpit. It basically says that I had slightly tricky conditions, a bit too damp for slicks, but too dry to make use of the wets. But on both tyres, and despite no drive rates of any kind, it gave no problems at all. You could skid it around in the slow stuff. The chassis balance was beautiful, and even when the back started sliding in the very quick turns on slicks, because the front switched on sooner than the rears, you never find yourself in crisis management mode. The car is light inherently, well set up and fundamentally stable that you can almost always just correct on the stern without thinking about getting off the throttle and losing time. You can quite easily lock an unloaded front tyre if you're sloppy about bleeding off the brake pressure in the entry phase to a quarter, but you can learn your way around that. In all, it's an impressive package. think the car would benefit from at least an optional system that allowed you not only traction control for the driver, but to be able to choose both the point and extent of its intervention. The car actually doesn't need it, but if the car is aimed primarily at the track day market and not committed races, such drivers might appreciate the choice and enjoy playing with it. I know I would. So, that sounds to me like Autocar and the, the test driver. Let me see if it mentions his name. I don't think it does. Uh, Let me have a look. No, I can't really see who the author is, but it sounds like they really enjoy the track day and the test day uh, out in the Radical SR10. So my experience back into our world, which is the iRacing world, unless you've got lots of money to afford one of these and have a track day. uh, I really am getting to grips with it in season two. Um, so if you've not checked the Radical out yet and you've not bought it go and give it a go it's very very popular due to its uh, speed its handling abilities it's 100% fixed in iRacing and it's not an open setup so I am in a couple of racing leagues where you do they do use open setups, and you can, can actually not buy a setup so it's down to our specialist setup shops that uh, and people that are really sharing the setup so go i highly recommend you go and buy it give it a go uh, and i'll see you on the track for sure in the radical race soon So this week we're going to have another another look at a section in the iRacing Official Sporting Code. This week it's section 3.7 which talks about Safety Rating. So 3.71 Safety Rating is a value assigned to all races as a measure of the driver's overall safety record. It is calculated using a formula that takes into account the number of corners a driver completes and the number and severity of incidents that drive accumulated in the process. These factors are averaged over a set number of laps and updated as each new ranked session is finished. 3.7.1.1 Only ranked qualifying, ranked time trial, ranked warm-up, practice with a ranked race event, and ranked race events adjust competitors' safety rating. All events not in, the, in this list do not adjust competitor's safety rating. For more details on which events affect safety rating, check out section 4.3.1.1. 3.7.2. Each driver has their own safety rating for each license class, i.e., rookie, DC, etc., and in each racing category, i.e., oval, road, etc., ranging from 0.00 to 4.99. The higher the value, the safer the driver is for that class and racing category combination. 3.7.3 3. Whenever a driver's safety rating increases across a whole number of value, an additional 0. 0.4 safety rating is added. Inversely, when a driver's safety rating decreases across a whole number of value, an additional 0. 0.4 safety rating is subtracted. These adjustments are made to prevent impactful fluctuations near these keyhole number values. For example, if a driver's SR continually fluctuated across a 3.00 value, they will constantly be qualified or not qualified for events running a minimum of 3.00 SR value, or even their eligibility for a license class promotion. This SR bumper, taking them from 2.98 to 3.41 instead of 3.01, for instance, elevates the stress users feel at these important numeric boundaries. Okay, 3.8, minimum safety requirements, 3.8.1, a driver must achieve and maintain a safety rating within a certain range to advance to the next license class. The driver can track his or her safety record by the safety rating number on each racing category license. 3.8.2. Drivers start with a rookie license with a safety rating of 2.50 in all racing categories. As the driver completes ranked race sessions safely, his or her safety rating will rise. Conversely, in multiple instances, in ranked race sessions will cause this or his or her safety rating to fail okay folks so that covers another section of the iRacing official sporting code i hope that's given you some insights week on week i've learned some things and like i said at the beginning probably not many of us have read this document all the way through so i think it's good to touch base on it you know if not every week every other week (music) Okay, it's that time of day again where we look at what's coming up on next next week's uh week. So, Sim Lab Challenge, you're gonna enjoy the Legacy Silverstone track. GT4, you end up in the very uh shaky Sabring. Classic Lotus, you turn up at Alton Park. Touring car, you also find yourself at Sabring. Ferrari GT3 all the way to summit point iro4 you're at subuka in japan formula reno circuit of the 2.0 i must add circuit of america's spec racer i don't think i mentioned spec racer last week but you're on a rudge shagon sorry rudge Skogan motor center porsche cup you find yourself at the infamous spa IMSA is in Japan at Fuji Mazda MX-5 finds its way to the Charlotte Roval Mission R, you are also at Spa Radical, my favourite, Midwire sports car course European Sprint Series finds itself at the Silverstone Grand Prix, Circuit of the Americas skippy finds its way to sonoma f3 finds its way to the circuit of the americas gt3 challenge is in spain at barcelona formula v california in laguna seca formula reno 3.5 wow mount panorama that's going to be some carnage good driving needed there lmp2 finds its way to fuji GT Sprint is also at Barcelona. And finally, the Advanced Mazda Virginia International Raceway, folks. So, hope you are looking forward to some of them tracks. Get your practice in, ready for the following week. So that's us done again for another week. Hope you're enjoying the podcast. Please keep sharing it with your buddies when you do your eye racing. And I'll catch you on the track very soon. Stay safe, everybody, and happy racing.